Welcome to Smarter Selling Podcast. Are you a sales leader who wants to learn the latest in sales psychology, mindset, and strategies so you can enhance your own as well as your team's skills, performance, and results? You're in the right place. Now, let's hear from sales expert, sales trainer, and founder of Smarter Selling, Charmaine Keegan. So today's topic is how to master getting out face-to-face again, Charmaine. Now, we may be in a rush to get out and see clients, but what do we need to stop and consider first? Oh, what a good point. Well, the first thing, whenever we go out face-to-face, particularly now when people have had a rest from us and they get a bit of video conferencing fatigue, is um, back to some basics, really. Are we turning up with value? You know, Are we really making sure that when they see us, It's worthy of their time. And that's something that years ago reps didn't really think of too much. You know, they sort of thought they'd turn up, they account managed, you know, they sort of showed people what they had and not really being aware of, you know, what this client now, for example, has spent probably two years not having to see reps and getting the job done. They're probably fine. It's more efficient for them. And so you've got to make sure more than ever that you're turning up with out with value, really value and being worth their while. I love that. And so how do we ensure that our clients have buy-in, that a face-to-face is going to be worth their while? And maybe talk a little bit about what's the backup plan? What a good one. So this whole buy-in, we're big on buy-in here. You know, clients can easily say now, no, there's no need to send me a PowerPoint or no need to send me an email. In fact, a lot of them don't even need to get on the phone. And so every single thing about how you act and behave needs to show that you are the professional you know, you can't get by on this 18 selling anymore. You can't get by on the old, you know, get old Johnny's like selling nice to the Eskimos. You know, you need to think of yourself as a professional, as a person who is an extension of their business, if it's business to business, or an extension of them if it's business to consumer. You know, are you being useful? Are you helpful? Are you of value? You know, you need to have a decent hook so that they go, you know what? It's going to be a benefit to me to see this guy, John, turning up. So that's all about being prepared. So they always want to see you always going in with extra value, things about the industry they didn't know, things about maybe even their products and services that they didn't know about, things that you can do that's going to help them. You've got to see yourself as being helpful. And that point about what's the backup plan, well, I think there are going to be some individuals that, as in the client side, that are quite happy not to see you. And we don't want to be seen as pushy or persuasive to see them face-to-face. I think a lot of reps are going to think, wow, everyone's going to want to see us again, and they're going to be hit in the face. They're going to have at least, I would say, 40% of clients that say, no, actually, I don't don't need to see you. So they need to have a backup plan for that. And that might be they've got to work harder than ever before and be more creative about giving that client a hook to see them. So they might have to work harder on LinkedIn, showing value. They might have something that's special that they can't show unless they turn up. They might have to say, I'm out in your area. If you've got a window between three and five, I'd love to drop in with this. I think they have to be more clever than before and absolutely make sure that when the client sees them, they're like, oh, yeah, that was worth seeing you. But the backup plan is always, of course, flick it onto Zoom. That's what you can do. You can always flick it onto Zoom. When you're on a phone call with somebody, I do it all the time. Just go, oh, Actually, while we're here, this would be easier to show you, Frank. I've just clicked you a link over and I have this link ready done in my drafts. So it's just the the number. And all they have to do then is just, I just click it to them and they just go, okay. And they jump on and then I can 
show them what's on my screen. So of course, at any point of the day, I have everything minimized ready on my screen and I don't make a big deal of it. Let's have a meeting. Let's send you a Zoom link or a, you know, a, a Microsoft Word. Like we, we just don't make it heavy and hard work. We just go, oh, I've just clicked you have a link. Frankly, you want to jump on it. It's going to be much easier to show you this. And it's all about the value you get as a client. So, so that's what we've got to concentrate on. But they've got to absolutely be you know, prepared. Yeah, so true. We talk a lot about preparation. I'd love you to spend a little bit of time if you can about what do you mean by being prepared and what can we do so that a rep can be prepared? Oh, that's great. Well, first of all, first thing in the morning, you need to think for your day, who am I going to possibly be on the phone today that I can click it onto a Zoom or I can go out and see somebody. So first of all, on your screen, if you're in the office to have everything minimized and prepared and then have Everything on you all the time. Like I have backups on a USB. I email myself backups. I have everything on my computer ready. And, you know, a lot of reps are still in this sort of like, oh, the meeting's next Thursday, so it's two weeks' time. So I'll do this other job first, then this other job, then another job. Oh, look at that. More files to put out. Before we know it, it's next Thursday. And it's two hours before the meeting, and you're like, well, you know, we're just flying by the seat of our pants. And we've got to turn that around. We've got to be proud of what we do and go, you know, okay, I need to do due diligence. I've got 10 day run up to this meeting. So what am I going to do to be prepared? Number one, what is the client going to get out of this? Why are they going to thank themselves for seeing me? And then you go through the different numbers. So I'll go through them now. Then you're going to go through what? I'll do my due diligence. And what does due diligence mean? That means let's look them up on LinkedIn and who's connected there. What's the person posting about? Who are they connected with? Do I have everybody in that business, not just the person I'm seeing. Maybe there's three other people on LinkedIn. You think, wow, they should be in the meeting. I should invite them or check with the person I'm seeing that they should be invited. Look through the CRM. You know, oh, look at this. Frank didn't want this last time. I bet, but I know it's important. So I might find a way to bring that up again. Or, well, I can see they were in bed with the competitor a couple of times there. I wonder what, why that was. So, you know, in some cases you can ring up other people to check where the business is at. All your due diligence means you're doing your homework. And I would say you do it immediately. You do that homework immediately because then you've got time to prepare. What questions am I going to ask them? What questions will they ask me? What roadblocks that may come up? What are other things that I have that probably be of value? Just you do it straight away. It gives you thinking time. Maybe you can speak to your line manager or another rep and go, hey, I'm seeing so-and-so. Can we have a bit of a brainstorm between us? You have six brains on this. You're going to have somebody in, in that group that say, hey, I've got a similar client to you and I showed them this. And this is the angle that I did. And you're going to think, oh, my goodness, that's great. And somebody else is going to say, oh, my one had this issue, you know, that they didn't do X, Y, and Z and that we couldn't fulfill that. So I actually suggested they use John Smith for 5% of it, and we did the other 95%. So you're going to get a lot of that groundwork done. And be, the difference there means this being prepared means you walk in with confidence, with certainty, you're calm, you're organized, you can get there early, you've got everything you need. And what's the client buying into? They're, they're buying into you and how you act and behave. And so you can be early and you can be calm. So this prepared is like the number one thing the number one thing to me is being prepared. Yeah, so, so true. Now, moving forward, I'm sure that there may be some clients who are going to turn face-to-face reps down for an appointment. I'd love for you to share a little bit about are these clients not happy to see reps? Yeah, what a good question. Well, some clients are going to be happy, you know, even those though, they're going to be more efficient. Maybe they saw six reps a week and now they're only going to see two. So again, you've got to make sure that that meeting is worth it that they see the value in their time with you. And that's the less time in this rapport business. People spend way too long to make their kids start in school and what's happening with your dog. 
you know, get more to the point quickly. I and mean, obviously always read the signals, but you need to make sure that when you leave, they go, right, you know, whenever this rep calls me, I want to see them because they're adding something to my life. Basically, the old drop in and see them isn't washing as well. Reps need to be very prepared. So they are always adding value. You've always got to think, why would this person see me? Why would this client see me? How am I going to make them think, wow, I'm really glad they turned up because that's information that I didn't know that's of value to me. And there are going to be some clients who are really happy not seeing people. You know, you think about like things like extended disc profiling, you've got your high Cs, right, D-I-S-C, the high Cs on that extended disc. They, they're loving the old being locked in. You know, they want to they have email only. And reps dropping in on them would be an absolute disaster. They'd be railroaded. They'd be caught on the spot. I mean, this is their biggest fear, being caught on the spot, not know what your question's going to be and, and looking foolish. So you've got to make sure that you never just drop in on a high C, that you would send a calendar in but beforehand and it has the three or the five areas you're going to cover. Here's the questions you're going to be asking. This is the questions you'd like and that they may be wanting to ask you. Those people on that scale, you could be very prepared and organized with. And if they're not happy to see reps face-to-face, then again, you do, maybe you do it by telephone or you do it by Zoom and you make them very comfortable. Again, they'd rather do telephone than Zoom, some of those people. So you make it very comfortable on the telephone and then you go, oh, you know what? I've got this thing to show you. Look, I've just flicked a link over. If you want to jump on, it'd be easier to show you. So again, you wean them onto that that way. Such great points. Now, I know that you spent a little bit of time sharing how it was important to be prepared. We've also heard that it's important to have a strategy. So how do we ensure that we have a strategy? Good question. So rep strategy, from what I can always see, is the email determines their strategy. They look at their emails. They have this plan maybe of who they're going to see, what they're going to do. And then the email dictates their day. And I think we've got to take back control. The emails are there as a medium to communicate. They're not there to determine what you do in that day. And I'm sure most of us are not in at that because that's all we end up doing is get through this email. It's like the email is the master. So I think you've got to have your strategy. You've got to write down who you're going to see. And like it's simple stuff, right? You make the right appointments with the right people at the right time for them. You've got to make sure you know your target client. You do some homework. It could be one of your biggest key accounts that you're protecting and developing, which reps don't do very well because they're too busy juggling other things. They forget to look after their key accounts. When they do call into a key account, they're just sort of managing them and not actually developing them. So you've got to make sure the calls you're making that day, you prioritise those calls and you allow time in your day for reactive measures. So there's no point starting off your morning calling your lowest clients first. When I say your lowest client, the lowest worth. And then suddenly you get to two o'clock, put five things that you didn't expect happen. And then again, you haven't got through to those key accounts or making appointments to see a prospect or a key account you've got to think ahead that's going to happen every day you know it shouldn't be oh I got derailed by this of course you're going to get derailed you have to make time in your diary for being derailed you have to go well if nothing happens that I wasn't expecting I'll pull forward some stuff from tomorrow I'll pull forward some stuff from two days time so you've got to make sure that you have a very clear plan and that's to do with organization time management prioritization knowing your focus is and allowing yourself sufficient time for the big catches. And that's where a lot of reps, not they go wrong, I think their will is there to make time for the big accounts, but they're just so busy putting out other fires that they haven't prioritised it. But you know what? You know, these 18 emails that have come in, they can wait till four o'clock because I'm now looking after my biggest, biggest account. And when I think about my biggest account, I think about protecting it. In other words, I'm going to get it, continue to get it and develop it. Yes. Prioritization. You talked about that. Let's spend a little bit of time on this because as you've just said, if you don't prioritize, you may let 
a big account slip through the fingers. So what can we do to prioritise? Good question. Plan better. Carve off time for planning. Understand what planning does. You know, most reps, a lot of reps, I should say, not most, particularly if they're more old school, they're reacting. They're in reactive mode. Small client rings up, reactive, 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 reactive. Boss wants this, reactive, reactive, reactive. And they don't necessarily understand the importance and the absolute value of planning, planning your whole day, your week, your month, and really rejigging it each day. So in, for our systems that we have, we have a project management system called Asana. There's lots of them out there like Monday. And then we have our CRM. And so big chunk, everyone in the business, I can look and I know this is their big picture for the day. It could be six things now. Proactive on this, going to carve off time for this and spending two hours offline to do this. And then the CRM, again, it's broken down into appointments, but it's also breaking down into who they want to call. And I'm expecting them, and this is the thing we're not seeing, reps are just hoping they're doing it, to prioritise the ones that are the highest worth. And a lot of a lot of reps have difficulty in that. So as sales leaders, we need to make sure that we go, you've got to go to your biggest worth first. And you've got to keep an eye, you've got to keep your eye on those reps because the smaller ones are easy. Right? Oh, I've just got to send this back, I've just got to send this back, oh, I've just got to send this back. Oh, sometimes I just wanted this. I just thought I'd get it out. Quick invoice here. And they're avoiding again that big client and you've got to go, right, are they able to take down a bigger task and break it down? Are they overwhelmed by this client because it's big? Do they find it oh, a bit too big? What shall I say to them? Do I have to step in and help them and break this big task down of this big key account into smaller chunks of how we're going to reach out, how we're going to add value, do the due diligence, be planned and prepared? But the big thing is what can they do? carve off time and be focused on planning and preparation so they feel in control of their day and it's not the email that controls them. Yes, such great points. So in summary, what can a sales leader do to help their team with getting back out face-to-face? Keep up the excitement with the rep. They're obviously excited about getting back out. They might be anxious and a little bit nervous. So you always need to remind them oh, what are you now going to do when you go out? You know, like, does their car look clean if they're driving? Do they look professional? I mean, people are just hidden, right? They could have a nice top on, but, you know, their bottom half isn't sort of done. So you almost need to remind them by asking them, what are you going to do when you go there? What's your value? What's your plan? What's your preparation? Because this is a really good time to reset what a face-to-face looks like and for you to be as excited with them and to make sure that you turn that excitement into something that's really a value to that client. You've been listening to Smarter Selling Podcast. Want to have a highly skilled and confident team that'll create and leverage more opportunities for your business so you can get more sales? Our sales training programs will show you and your team how. To find out more, go to smarterselling.com.au.